and, and even with my my music and everything, you know, it takes a certain kind of someone to understand that, you know, I'm going to be working with men sometimes and you have to be able to trust your woman and know that she's going to, you know, be a non-nonsense kind of person, strictly business. Takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Hope. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. The takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the club. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Takeover TV presents to you the Takeover Podcast. Featuring Superstar P and Me with a T. Yeah. You just be so excited to say I that, do. don't I'm, you? I'm always I'm like a tornado. I'm like, almost waiting for the day where you said knee with the T. No, it's not gonna happen. It ain't. It's always gonna be the knee with knee the I, I can't even tea. do it. Yeah, it's like a I don't know, it's you have to say it like that. I can't do it. Knee with the T Well you you have a more bubbly personality than I do. Do I? I said, maybe bubbly was the wrong word. I said, you're a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Enthusiastic? Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't say bubbly, because bubbly make you sound like an airhead. I could be a little blonde sometimes. A little blonde, but you're not not an airhead. No, 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 definitely not. So, what we're going to do today is, Need with the T's done been on a few of our episodes, but... We never really found out exactly who she is and who what am she does. I? I mean, she does mention she has mentioned before that she has songs out and she sings and stuff, but we've never really got in depth with me with the T. Yeah. So today we're gonna take this episode, since she interviewed me, it's only right that I flip it around and interview her. Now I'm back in my normal role of being the interviewer. Okay. And okay. Nee did Nee did a good job interviewing me, and it was different because I actually got to talk and talk about different things I normally don't. Because I'm the one that normally lets the other person do the talking, the interviewee. So right now we're gonna let Nee with the T tell us about herself, what she has going, and you know all those different sorts of things. So first of all, where are you from? I am from nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Okay, so, so let if me you, explain. Oh, no, I was about to, but no, I'm going to let you explain it. So um, my father was in the military um, for all of my growing up life. Um, mm-hmm. So I lived in several different places growing up. I lived in South Carolina. I lived in Puerto Rico. I lived in Verona, Italy. I lived in Mississippi. Um, and I also lived in Shreveport. So um, and I was born on Barksdale Air Force Base. I was actually one of the brand, the, well, I'm going to say brand new babies. Um, when they opened the, the delivery unit, I was the first baby that was born there in 92. So that really fast so y'all can't do the math. Okay. 92. <laughs> Ooh, makes me feel old, it's but a good okay. Year. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 92. Yeah, that was a good year. You know, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Oh that my year. gosh, you and these Cowboys, okay? You're going to have to edit that out. I'm not editing a damn thing. You <laughs> Go just going to have We want a rematch. You just going to have to <laughs> live with it. Still want a rematch. Saints ain't getting no damn rematch. Sorry. 
we're still doing the best we can, okay? People are putting up billboards, they're signing petitions. Look, the Saints have turned in their equipment. It's over. I'm upset. I know you're upset. It but wasn't ju- fair. But just like anything else, you'll get over it. How does the ref, like he used to play for the Rams and the other refs. So is that really verified or is this just some more fake internet news? I looked it up on Wikipedia. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. It has to be true, right? So you're a military brat. Yes, I'm a you military You got brothers and sisters? I have brothers, only brothers. I have an older brother. Uh-huh. He's two years older than me. And okay. his name is Travius. He lives in L.A. now. All right. Um, and I have two younger brothers, and they're twins. They're identical. And that those are my babies, Carter and Carson. Okay. Those are my babies. They're 10, but they're going on 30. So you pretty much was, uh, did you spend, spend the majority of your life here in Shreveport? I moved back to Shreveport in 2000. Okay. Right? 2003. All right. Attended high school here? Yes. I attended uh, middle school and high school. Which high school? I went to Airline High School. All right. Let's see y'all Vikings. Yes. That was Uh, my school. Airline. Airline High School. My mom went there. Um, my older brother, he went there. My mom was J-R-O-T-C, sweetheart. Uh-huh. My brother was Mr. H-S. And I was runner-up for Airlines Most Beautiful. And I was also in the running for Mrs. H-S my senior year. Um, Airlines Most Beautiful, huh? Oh, so you was a dime piece, eh? Not saying was. I mean, you still got your looks. Yeah, man. It was really cool. Um... I didn't win, but first runner-up is always cool. So that means you got a lot of attention at school. I wouldn't say that. I was, um, I wouldn't say that. I was definitely, like, my brother's kind of, like, shadow. Everybody knew I was his little sister. Right. I was really just worried about my music. That was it. I was a really big into choir and I would compete and do things like so that. So let's get so. into that. So you was into music. What age did you start getting into music? Um, so I started getting into music in Verona, Italy. Um, that's kind of even when I started writing. Mm-hmm. I did a I did a, a song I remixed Dilemma by Kelly Rowland and Nelly and I made the Dare song out of it and I won the contest. Okay. For school. So I got, I won a savings bond and I won the Darren the Lion teddy bear. So that was super cool. And that kind of like started off for me. Um, then we had like a black history thing come up like on the base that we were singing on. And my mom wanted me to perform or do a poem um, of Maya Angelou. So I, I did Phenomenal Woman and Still I Rise. Um, and I also did a song as well, and it was His Eyes on the Sparrow, but I learned, like, the Lauryn Hill version from Sister Act, and, um, that opened up, like, the gateway for me, because my friends would be playing, and she would pull me to the side and be like, come on, let's practice this song, or let's practice this poem. Well, let me ask you this. So, you started young, and you kept singing through high school, so after you graduated high school, I mean, what, what was your plans then? What did you do? You, did you go to college or did you just kind of? 
I got accepted. Well, let me rewind before I say that. My senior year in high school, I recorded my second song in the studio. My first song that I ever recorded in the studio was in Italy, and it was a feature. And I had to say, no unity, no peace. If we can't live together, then we're all deceased. So I had to say that. And um, my brother actually was in the studio, too. So we were both doing like a, sp a speaking part on that. Um, and in high school, uh, the day of my prom, right after I got my hair done, I went to the studio, my friend's studio he, at his house, and I recorded a hook in his closet for a track. And I've been meaning to go through my email and find <clears throat> it, but that... Um, those were the you know the two times that I really got into the studio, and then I graduated from high school, and I ended up um, auditioning to be in ULM's choir. Okay. And um, I w at, at first I was gonna go for and be a music minor, but they actually offered me a scholarship that was gonna pay more if I majored in music. And so I, I was really nervous about trying to convince my parents that that's what I wanted to do, because you know you always hear your, you always hear adults get excited when you say, "I'm going to be a nurse," or "I'm going to be a doctor," or "I'm going to be." Um, I think that's because the music industry is so hard to make it in, and it's a very, very, very small percentage who actually do it successfully or make you know lots of money doing it it's like acting right and I'm not gonna lie I was so scared like you know I was scared to share that vision with my parents even though I had I had already started a successful career as competing and being a part like competing against all of the sopranos in Louisiana and I made it successfully to state two times one time I was in the mixed choir the second time I was in the women's choir and it, it was really difficult to make it to state because you had to compete against everyone in your district and then everyone in the state. So, okay. So did you get, did you make it on the choir? Mm -hmm. I made it uh, my junior and senior year. I made it. Um, and I think one of those times I had laryngitis really, really bad. Right. And um, at that time I hadn't had a tonsillectomy yet. Um, and so I had to sing through it. And we would sing for like eight hours straight in different languages. One of the songs was Korean. How many hours? Eight hours. Straight? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was pretty <laughs> intense, but I loved it so much. And I learned so much. And there was even a part where I remember like looking around and questioning myself. And I wouldn't sing the first day that I was there in the mixed choir because if you would, if you would stop to listen... All of our voices synced up so well that it sounded like they were like little angels, like singing. It was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, but I've never heard so many voices just listening to each other. And it's still like one of the most amazing moments that I can just recall. Just so how long did there. you stay at ULM? I stayed at ULM three years. Um, I majored in music for two years, and then my last year, I went a year thinking I was going to give up music. But boy, did God have a plan for me. Instead of giving up music, I spent a year singing music like in my car. So it would be like learning songs that were on the radio, and I would drive to and from Shreveport. So on my way there, I would just sing the entire time. 
are like listening to hooks and stuff. But I so called was, you know, giving up on the music dream. That's not, I never can let it go, you know? So you stayed three years. So did you graduate or are you like, I'm out of here? I dropped out. Okay, what happened? Okay, um, if you can tell. Well, it wasn't necess- it wasn't really a grade thing. It was more so like I would say like financially I did I took like a summer class or something like that and I didn't apply for like financial aid for it. So um, I had like maybe eight thousand dollars in debt and I paid off the four and then I still had a, another balance of four left but it started to become that I was feeling lost like you know being there and mm-hmm. I also felt like I was kind of like doing something that wasn't what I wanted to do and when I started like looking into my major the cost of living in the future like you know and all that stuff and the debt I was going to have to repay for me it just it wasn't something that I was doing for me. You know, I was doing it to please my parents. Please your parents. Okay, you left ULM. So did you go back live at home or did you find an apartment? You were on your own? Or? Okay, so I'm going to keep it all the way 1,000. I've never told anybody this out loud or on a podcast before. Exclusive. <laughs> but, um, man, my brother, Dreon, um, Dreon King, he believed in me, and it just worked out so well that, I mean, I crashed at his place, and I actually, there, he had an extra little twin mattress, and I slept on that mattress in the living room for maybe a year when I first came back, and it wasn't because I couldn't go to my parents' house. It, it was just kind of more so, I wanted to make it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted you to- You want to do this on your own. You want to be like, hey, you know what? I uh, I dropped out of school, so now I'm back home now. And then you don't want your parents to probably feel like, ah, damn, now we got this extra- I mean, I got a lot of friend. slack. I got a lot of heat from all over. Like my dad would tell me, like, you know, he would say some things that he was, like, you know, disappointed and I, and I you know, effed off in college. But, you know, a parent is going to say those things. But I have to remember that we are from different times. You know, me, I found out that I'm going to be one of the people that are going to create my own job, whereas right. um, some people do have to go to school. And my parents, um, you know, my mother has two master degrees now, but whenever I went to college, you know, my brother and I were the first people to do it aside from, you know, my older cousins and my aunt. But it's like you said, back then, I think the days where our parents grew up and all that, you went to school, you got a degree, you got your good paying job, you, you stayed there till you retired, you got your retirement, and then, you know, you call it a wrap. Uh, these days, there's so many avenues for us to be entrepreneurs and create our own avenues and own businesses. And the tide has shifted from us being employees to employers. I was talking to somebody about this not too long ago. And I, that's why I won't take over TV to eventually become a full-fledged, like, Vlad TV, how he has his media empire, want to do that. And I'm trying way, to get that corner office with the view. Right. <laughs> that way I can pass it off to my daughters and all that. And they ain't got to go work for somebody. They'll work. But it's, a, it's so much fulfillment when you're working for yourself versus working for an employer that can fire you at any time. You know, like, you know what? Um, we're, we got, we're making some budget cuts. We don't need as many positions. And 
Bye. My brother went, he went to ULM also, and he graduated in mass communications. But he tells me every day what I'm doing. I don't need a degree for it because it's already here in my head. It's already a, a God-given talent. Everybody doesn't have that. Some people have to go to school in order to do whatever it is that they're passionate about. And me, okay, it's like to me, and I could be wrong. I could be totally just wrong about it. I feel like degrees, even though I do appreciate everybody that's worked hard for one, and I'm not undermining your efforts because you work hard for that degree and you deserve it. For sure. And I'm not going poo-poo anybody that has a degree. I always feel like they were overrated because a lot of people have a lot of degrees that are either still unemployed or working for a job that's barely making over minimum wage that have a master's degree or two master's degree. I and made I know, more money when I didn't have any sort of certification than when I did have a certification. And, and, and right now, for some people, I make more money sitting at home every day doing nothing than some people that have degrees. Yes. I'm not being a narcissist or nothing like that. I'm just speaking just pure truth. But they're paying you $10 to take eight hours or nine hours of your day then when you get home you're so tired that you can't invest in your own vision and yourself so it's like the time flies by so fast you're exhausted you're investing in somebody else's dream i'm not saying that you need to quit your day job i'm just saying take control of where your life is going and have a little faith i mean i mean it's like and I, and, I, and I use Dez for an example. Dez doesn't go to work to go to work. She goes to work, but however, she's working at her own business. Right. It's something that she owns, which is something that a lot of us should inspire to do. It ain't like she's clocking in and clocking out and going home. I yeah, mean, the I work mean, that you're putting in, you're putting in your own business. Now, I'm going to be honest. Right. Um, I also make T-shirts as well. Um, I have a, I'm a, I have a business called Marnesia Designs, and so we make T-shirts, cups, hats, durags, you name it. We'll try to help you, you know, create it. So but we almost got off topic. Let me get back. Okay, so you was at Dreon. You, you stayed oh, yeah, a year yeah. there. I stayed, I stayed you, a year there. You had the mattress in. Maybe even, I might have stayed a year Maybe, and a half. Okay, I'm not a year, even year sure. and a half. Somewhere at the time. But we worked every day. So at that time, you was working on your music. Mm -hmm. And was you just working on your music, or was you helping him with his video stuff, and you became more of a we musician were, slash personal assistant? I mean, how was that dynamic, you know, Well, going? it was never like, Drayon has always, in the beginning, Drayon has, had helped me more than I could help him. Like, you know, he saw something in me, and he has always been a mentor to me. So That's why I call it the circle of life. A lot of times people see something in you that you don't see. Then well, as you get older, you're going to see something in somebody else. It's almost like me. I saw something in you. So, But I mean, a lot of people, you know, there were times when I thought people would think crazy stuff. Like, you know, like, you know what they see, what they think whenever they see a girl with a dude. Like, you know, they're talking or something, but... Really, that, that's just stereotypical stuff. Man, I thank God so much for connecting me to my brother because, like, he literally is like God sent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a stand up person, and 
there are a lot of people who would take advantage of, of a young girl. You know what I'm saying? Young and girl, a vulnerable, really don't. I mean, she has somewhere to go, but kind of don't have anywhere to go. I was lost. I was she, so lost you, without you a was compass. You down on your luck, and there are men that would have took advantage of that and be like, yeah, you know, I take care of you as long as you take care of me. You know what I'm saying? And it was never anything like that ever at all. That's what you and, call unicorns. Right. You don't see that. Too and I right. mean. I just I thank God every day that I I was in a safe place. You know what I'm saying? And 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 around somebody who truly saw my gift and wanted to help me grow as a person. And I mean, there there I'm forever indebted. Right. So you had the okay. So y'all working on music. Y'all working. You're working. Um. When did the first like real serious project come along okay so we we were working on goldmine music together and goldmine is um but let me backtrack not to say none of your stuff was never serious but like, like when real, was the first one? Your, your first like this is my first project right here that i'm gonna put out for the world to hear let's see i said okay solo or like group project because uh Probably Beamer Truck was like one of the biggest ones, but also the first gold mine song was pretty big too because I got to meet my now husband. Hey, look at that! <laughs> so like, it, it's crazy. I actually okay. So Gold Mine had a song has a song. Um, it's actually called Turn It Up, and I had to practice that song at least like ten times and record it on the little Pro Tools thing at, at Dreon's house before I could go to the studio to know that I was ready and I could, you know, run it, run the track straight through when we got there. And because you got to pay per hour, so you better be ready when that mic turns on. Right. You ain't got time. I mean, I guess you can fool around if you want, but you got to pay for it. Exactly. So, um... Yeah, I practiced the song. I got it down. We finally went to the studio. I was super duper excited. And, um, you know, when I went into the studio, BJ was very friendly and, like, he is very professional, ready to work. Um, and I guess just over time, we were all just, like, you know, developing a friendship and we were really enjoying the music that we were working on because it was, you know, different, different, kind, different, a different sound, especially from what you would, it's more pop, uh, kind of like the Black Eyed Peas is how I would kind of um, explain the gold mine music. Right. Um, and so it was something new. And I think we all were really super excited about it. We actually went down to Dallas to do a real masters on it. And, um, we, we just, man, the music at that time, the energy and everything, it was just so surreal. Um, I miss the gold mine days. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of how me and BJ first met. Who would have ever known that he would be my husband now? You know, that that would turn from just working together for over a year to actually, like, developing feelings for each other and... I personally have never been in a relationship with anybody that's done music before. So for me, it was... It was almost like the perfect storm. Yeah, because he understands me and I understand him. Like if I see him at the keyboard, you know, making a beat, I'm like, all right, 
I can only talk to you in hand signals because I don't want to throw your vibe off. It's almost like having a wife that works in media. Then she understands, like, sometimes I have to work with women. And then, not saying she doesn't, but when you're, like, in that field, you know the ins and outs. Like, okay. And, and I told him, recently I had this conversation with him, and I was like, you know, I'm so thankful that that day that I came in to the studio that she didn't try to, like, holler at me or, like, any other time either. You know, you've always been very professional. And even when I was trying to let him know that I was feeling him, it was, like, going over his head. Like... I don't think he wanted to just kind of... He didn't want to take a chance on offending you yeah. or nothing like that. But like, I, I, I think about that when other females are coming in and out the studio because I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't question, you know, my man because... You know he's business. Yeah, I know he's business because it was so damn hard for for him to right, know that I right. liked him. So, so he just ain't finna change up now. No. So I mean, I the trust level definitely has to be there. Um, and and even with my my music and everything, you know, it takes a certain kind of someone to understand that you know I'm gonna be working with men sometimes, and you have to be able to trust your woman and know that she's gonna you know, be a non-nonsense kind of person, strictly business. And um, I think we do a good job about that. And I'm so thankful that I can find somebody who understands my gift because I don't have to hide it. You know what I'm saying? I felt like before it was almost kind of like embarrassing to be like writing a track in front of somebody because they didn't get what I was doing. Well, let me ask you this. What category... Are you? Are you? Would you say pop, neo, uh, neo soul, R and B, temper? I mean, um, I'm whatever the track needs. I like. She like, man. I'm just a singer, okay. Yeah, I'm, and I sing when I need to sing. I'm a creator, so you know, music just inspires me all across the board. Like, you know, there's not a certain I like soft rock I like you know some country I like of course I like hip-hop and R&B and neo soul and you name it blues what do you feel is your biggest song so far Beamer Truck I get a lot of compliments on that song um and and it's my baby and then you got you got the visual to go with it so and a lot of people don't know that that's I wrote that song in one of my best friends at the time in their apartment. I was doing my math homework and I just stopped and I was like, I'm gonna listen to this track. My cousin made the beat. Uh-huh. And he kind of him and his brother, they would make music whenever I was younger, but it was like really racy music, like, you know, like baby cussing and saying all kind of freaky stuff in their lyrics and as a kid I shouldn't have been listening to it but it really inspired me you know as a kid because it's like you know if they can do it I can do it too and I used to write songs whenever I was in middle school and my brother would sing them around the house and it drove me crazy I don't know why but I didn't want him singing my songs (laughs) now (laughs) have you I know you have, because we kind of discussed it on my interview. Have you had those days where you're like, man, it, this just ain't working. I, I, it's not going the way I want it to go. It's not popping off fast enough. Maybe I should consider something else. I just, I'm tired of trying to pursue a music career, and I just want to just 
through something else? Um, yeah, there was that. There was that time in college. Uh huh. And there was also, I want to say, like 2017, 18 was kind of iffy for me because I had a wedding. And I had a wedding in 2018. Um, I was in school trying to get a certification in 2016, 2017, um, so that I could have some stability. And it was important for me to do that because I had things that I wanted to accomplish. Um, but at the same time, it all that stuff took so much energy and doing my designs at the same time that, you know, sometimes I have so much on my brain that I could not create. I'm one of those people that have to be there mentally, physically. I need to be all together whenever I'm creating something because I put so much energy into it. And I'm really hard on myself when it comes down to putting something out. So, um, I mean, I could sit on a song for two years if I feel like it's not ready. And um, sometimes you will get discouraged because you'll see artists, you know, just turn into a rapping phenomenon overnight and you're like damn like you know I have been I've been investing da 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 like you know I've been working X amount hard I've been I got all this I've done all this stuff and this joker comes out of nowhere and he's and I went to American Idol a few years ago and I auditioned and I was disappointed because I realized that um, TV likes to get entertainer like inter- people who can't even sing you're gonna get up there and make a complete fool out of their self because that brings ratings right and so it just made me feel like everything was a lie um it made me it made me feel like i wasn't as good as other artists well you know what I, i've been there because as i tell people this all the time not all the time sometimes they don't believe me because they feel like since I got a certain amount of followers and stuff that I've never thought about quitting. Man, I, I don't thought about hanging this thing up plenty of times, even with the success on Facebook and all that stuff. Because the bigger you get, there's the more pressure on you. Because now you got all kind of eyes on you. You have to keep putting out this content. And when you don't have like a, a team, it's it gets hard. mentally tiring. And the money that and you then have to invest in. The money part, it. you have to invest into it. So. To counteract not having a team, I had to learn some time management skills. I had to uh, fill in those de- that dead time. I had to fill it in. When I'm watching the game on commercial, okay, this is my time to be looking for content or thinking of something. And I feel that same way because, you know, I, I get flack. Well, I get a lot of slack sometimes from people saying, you don't hit me back or I'm not that friend. I'm not that friend who's going to stay on the phone with you all day and listen to you breathe. You got things to do. You're an artist. I'm trying to create. I you got won't things. see me out because I'm working on my right. craft. And I have so many talents that it's hard for me to just focus on one. I have to give time to each one. Right. I'm not the guy that hangs out in the club all the time. Either I'm working what on my craft or... Why am I clubbing? When I get to where I need to go, or, you know, where, I, where this platform needs to be, I might have a little drink or two. So you got, you, you're you in the middle of your career now, and you, you're still very, very young, so it ain't like you're pressed for time like you're 38 or something like that, which with your voice and the music I've heard from you, I don't think it's going to be long from now till you 
get that break. Oh, well, especially I now that. that you're involved with Takeover TV <laughs> too. But you you were you was way talented before I ever came in the picture anyway. I really so, appreciate it. Let me ask you before we start wrapping up stuff. Let me ask you about um, your media company. Well, I don't know if it's yours, but well, I know it's you. A team. Your I team. Give a okay, shout out you to got an ownership in it. Yeah. So tell me about your media company, what y'all do, and and everything about your media company. So okay, I also have a media company called Pulse Media, and I am one of the content creators for that page. Um, so how did Pulse Media even come about? Pulse Media kind of came about actually my my guy brother Dreon this is something that he actually has been mentioning to me for a while one day he just kind of started it and then he was like hey here are the logins you know do your thing and I was really hesitant about it because I've always wanted to like blog mm-hmm. on social media but I never really felt like I was I guess I'm gonna say I've never really felt like I punctuate as good as other people Mm-hmm. Or, and I, I just wanted to be, like, I guess, politically correct whenever I post. But you don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't. And I've learned that just by doing it. And it was something that I was afraid to do, just like podcasting, just like doing, getting in front of the microphone, like in the studio. It was something that, that I was afraid to do. And that's what drew me to do it. Because I was like, if I'm afraid of this, let me do it. And, and it turned out to be one of the funnest things ever. Whenever I get tied up on the Pulse Media page, you can tell because I'm, like, posting, like, every two seconds. <laughs> You're so excited. Yeah. And yeah. then to see, like, all the engagement and stuff and the generic followers and everything, it just, it makes you feel like. Engagement brings excitement. Oh, my god! When people are commenting and even if they're, like, kind of negative, hey, they're commenting, you know. Oh, that's the re- that's how I looked at negative comments too. Like, well, and I love engaging. to ask questions too. And and sometimes, you know, a lot of time now I don't start engaging back when people leave comments. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Like, oh, okay, dang, they actually comment back because you go to the shade room and leave a comment, you never get nothing. They from might. Them. Well, they got too many anyway. But yeah. I feel like if you're a small level, take advantage of that to engage back with your followers because they stopped. It took time to comment. Yes, and we definitely we definitely do comment back, and um, we you know people have asked me to check out their music. I'll go check it so out. So how, how like, do you how you like it? So far? how long has Post Media been around? It's been around for maybe like four or five months now. How, um, how you feel like it's going? I think it's going great. We are all learning together. This is our first, all of our first time you know being social media well i tell you what be thankful that you even got a social media team i know because i can't you see my team you're looking at it that's it sometimes (laughs) i get wore out and i can take a day off and let my my team but you can't you know so but that's okay i'm coming to the rescue like you know whenever i can get my time managed but what i do I, i find um little dead periods in the day like i won't I normally don't try to post between 3.30 and 6 because that's the people hours people are getting off work and stuff. So I tried to do that before, and the engagement was just... So I, I normally pick it up around 6. Anything after I, 12 a.m. is it, or 12, anything after that is always going to get something because either they're going to see it in the morning right. or they're trying to go to sleep, and so, so they're scrolling. What I've done is I make a post in the morning one afternoon. I, I, I don't... I quit trying to put so much pressure on myself to get it like every two hours. So if it goes four hours, so be it. But I can still scroll and see people still engaging in the post I did four hours ago. Right. So there's no big rush to 
post every hour. I'm not that big of a company where I have to do that. And Your I'm, shade rooms and all that stuff. They're I mean, a lot. Yeah, they have to consistent. But sometimes we post things before they do. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, yeah, I see stuff that y'all posted. I didn't like, God damn, where the hell did that come from? But as media companies and bloggers, we all borrow off each other yes. anyway. Yes, and I'm. And I you, always feel good about myself whenever takeover like has <laughs> my post. So, I mean, so you haven't seen me posting on the takeover page yet, but I will be very, very soon. And no, hey, whenever you're ready, you still I'm won't in know rush. that it's me. <laughs> but, but um, but yeah, I mean, but feel, feel free. Media. Feel free to grab some of my stuff. That, that's what. I grab stuff from other media pages. I mean, so, we all do. Yeah. What are you going to do? Follow a missing It's only so before? much content. Right. So if Drake slaps somebody. But I mean, I'll at you. Everybody's going to post it. I'll put it. repost, takeover TV, you know. Even if you just took the post. I, I really don't care about that. Yeah. Really. But I get what you're saying. Like, I, 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 took a, I took a post from y'all and, and I made sure. Us? Yeah. Because I wanted them to know where I got it from. But and I do I, want to shout out the whole team, man. Um, definitely. So Dreon, who's on the team? Tell me who's on the team. Dreon King is the creator. That dude, and that dude, let me let me take a second out to up Dreon King because that dude is super, super dope. He's done recorded stuff for me on TakeOver TV he's before. He's very modest. He's very professional, very modest, very humble, grateful. Any adjective that you could describe in that rim right there, that that's what he is. So, yeah, he, he... She brought is, me a cake pop, and it has white chocolate on it, you it, guys. He is that guy. So tell everybody where they can find Post Media. You know, some people spell stuff weird, so, you know, kind of spell it out for them. And. Okay, so you can find Post Media on Instagram, like your Pulse, like P-U-L-S-E, media, media. M-E-D-I-A, underscore... Pulse Media underscore on Instagram. We're always posting new content, dope content. Make sure you follow, comment, tell your friends about us. We're like the shade room on steroids. Yeah. Shade room? Pulse Media is cool. I've learned, I've got some stuff off Pulse Media. Well, I've got a couple of things off Pulse Media, but they do post some dope stuff. Just like TakeOver TV. Yes. So I didn't get to finish telling you guys, everybody on the team, but of course, Dreon, the creator, myself, um, I go by many names. I may be known as Mercy to you, but um, for podcast purposes, my name is Me with the T. But um, we have Kalani J in your midday, if hmm. y'all aren't familiar with her, on 103.7 The Beat. Okay. And also we have Paul. My boy Paul, he's a diehard Patriots fan. So all the sports stuff is either going to be Paul or my boy Rich, also known as Flight. He's like a really big sneakerhead, and he's going to be posting a lot of the sports stuff too. So, um, man, I love my team. I love my team. Uh, and 2019 is going to be a big year for all of us. We have a lot of dope stuff coming. Um, so... Musically-wise, what you got anything coming up? Anything you're currently working on? Or? I dropped two singles at the end of two, 2018. Um, one, Do Not Disturb, is basically a track that I wrote based off of a... And that's on iTunes, right? It is on iTunes um, and, and Apple Music and SoundCloud and YouTube. 
Um, it's on my Facebook and um, my Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, do not disturb. That's the one of the ones. And then I dropped Religious Paradise, which initially I created that song for a fashion show a few years ago for Stephen Godot at a Cedar Grove. Mm. Shout out to Stephen. <laughs> um, Man, that's my stylist, like, my go-to guy, especially, like, when I want to make sure that I'm looking right. Like, you know, that's my dude right there. Um, he doesn't like to call himself a celebrity designer slash stylist, but I'm just going to throw it out then there Then Lil' Kim him. wear one of his dresses? Little Kim, okay? Yeah, that's what B, I Queen B. Little Kim, that's not it. Little Kim, Michelle Williams, um, I mean, Brandy, um... The list just continues on and on and on. So um, I am so proud of my friends, my team, man. We're all doing our thing. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to my hairstylist, Beauty Mark by Clark, man. She be having my hair on fleek. That hair, though. When I have my hair done, all you're going to hear me say is, this hair, though. So It, it drips now. It man. drips. Yes, and so I really want to give her a huge shout-out because, like, she's super awesome. I also want to give a shout-out to BJ Beats. If you are looking for some quality, a quality studio, the quality studio, quality always wins at BJ Beats Studio. So um, there's also a beat website that you can lease and purchase exclusive beats from. And get your pens and pencils ready, www.bjbeats.com. If you type it in on Google, it's going to be the first thing that comes up. You won't be sorry. You found heat when you get to that site. So and I had to plug everybody she, in. Hey, she plugged everybody in. That's what you're supposed to do when you... When you're on the podcast or wherever you're at, hey, you plug your people. But I'm, I'm dropping up. a new song soon. Um, I might drop something special before I drop my new single. Um, but I'm hoping to give you guys some cool visuals this year. Um, yes. Definitely. Take over TV loves visuals. I'm coming back with the vengeance, you guys. And I'm also collaborating with artists, too. So, you know, if you want to, if you're looking for, a, you know, a girl to be on your hook or something, man, hit me up. If you, if you want to hit up BJ Beast, if you want to hit up any hey, of the people that I name, hit she, hit him up. Get she, to me. As they say, like my grandma say, well, that girl can sing. Hey, <laughs> I write, I sing, so, all of that. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this old school takeover podcast style. Because back in the day, no matter what kind of show we was doing, I always played a song at the end of the show. And somehow, I don't know, I kind of got away from it. But I want to start incorporating that because that's just another way to plug in artists. And so since we got an artist yeah. today, we're going to let Nee with the T plug in her song, whatever song she chooses, as long as I can find it on iTunes. And um, we're going to let her plug that in or whatever, whatever song. I guess it don't even have to be on iTunes. Well, I guess I mean, it's easier. You know what? Yeah, it'd be an iTunes song because that way I got to go buy it and then uh, then I'll plug it in. So... Um, you can introduce your song, you let them know where to find it at, and then shoot, you, you're going to lead us out of here. Well, this is your girl, Mercy, a.k.a. Me with the T, and I want you guys all to check out my new song, Do Not Disturb, based on a true book by my brother, Travis Hall, coming to you real soon, and do rags on the way. 
So yeah. I, I just want you guys to check out this bop right here. It's called Do Not Disturb. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and more. Oh, you know what? I got to do one more thing before we close it out. Man, I got to thank Slaughterhouse Radio, which I've been a part of since the early part of 2017. Okay. And it's 2019. They offered Takeo TV syndication maybe when we was only two months old. Wow. And they thought we were good enough to offer syndication to. I didn't think we were, but I am thankful to Vic and his team for offering us the platform in Houston for free. Wow. We haven't had to pay anything. They do all the promotion for us, so they have been really good to take over TV. So it's around about the two-year mark we've been there, and it's been family. I know I need to promote them a lot more than what I do. I'm so busy promoting TakeOver TV. So I need to give them a huge big ups to Vic, a.k.a. Kevin, his wife, and all the other people that's involved with Slaughterhouse Radio. We appreciate you, and we look to many more years of business with you guys. So appreciate that. Yes. Now, Nee, you can take us out of here. All right. So this is Do Not Disturb. I hope you like it. Bye. Thank you.